There's great power in a name. It says who we are. It's what we are known by to all those around us. And there's nothing so powerful as the name of the Lord God. In a world that often feels chaotic and fear-filled, God's name is the one to hold close. In this series on the names of God, CMC pastors will be sharing the importance and emphasis of each name and revealing how they meet the needs of our everyday circumstances and situations. Join lead pastor Tim Brooks in this series on the names of God. I want to welcome you to our series on the names of God. I want to welcome all those joining us on podcast. Uh, we're thrilled to have so many people joining us for this series. We're right in the middle of studying these descriptive names of God that are found in the Old Testament. As we've been talking about, Hebrew is a very descriptive language, and English is just not a descriptive language. So for those, this is your first time with us, uh, so many places... In English, it just says Lord or God. The Hebrew has a different word that describes a different characteristic of God. And there are over 80 different Hebrew names that can be found for just our translation, God. There's over 80 different translations for that one in English. And we just picked out a few. We're not in the middle of a two-year study here to look at 80 names. So we just picked out a few for us to look at, but we're, we're seeing and we're learning so, just so much more about who God is and about how he interacts with us on a regular basis as we are seeing these different names of God that show us different characteristics that God possesses. In this lesson, we're going to look at Jehovah Rohi, the Lord is my shepherd. Uh, remember, we've already covered this, Jehovah is used 6,823 times in the Bible. It means permanent existence, always has been, always will be, no beginning, no end. So Jehovah, Rohi, permanent existence, always has been, always will be my shepherd. My shepherd. Rohi, the Hebrew word for shepherd, and that word means to tend, to tend to. You know, long before David, and, and we know King David as the writer of Psalms, long before David was a king, he was a young boy that was put in charge of his father's sheep. And as David looks over the many years of his life, all that he has gone through, and he's reflecting on all of the countless situations that he's gone through and you go back his situation with with Goliath and all the situations that he was in with the different kings and the different battles that he's been in uh, uh, his dealing with Saul his dealing with Saul's son Jonathan his people his wives the, the Saul's daughter the battles that he's been in looking back over his life he saw definite similarities to the way he tended his father's sheep and how God has tended to him. And as he began to look back over all that he had been through in his life and he remembered how he used to tend sheep, he began to put all of this together as he writes what I, I believe without a doubt the most recognized passage in the Bible, Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. 
He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid. For you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect me and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. And I will live in the house of the Lord forever. People today look to many things to take care of them. Uh, We put our confidence and we look to money to take care of us. Uh, People look to their power or their position to take care of them. People look to their job or their vocation to take care of them. People look to the economy to take care of them. In our day and time, many look to the government to take care of them. Many have someone that they look to. They look to a husband to take care of them. They look to a mother to take care of them. They look to a father to take care of them. Many today look to a grandparent to always bail them out and to always take care of them. There are many today that look to themselves. I will take care of myself. I will handle this. I am self-sufficient. I will take care of myself. You know, King David, looking back over his life, writes, the Lord is my shepherd. Looking back over his life and all that he had been through, he writes, the Lord is my shepherd. I want you to follow with me. Verse 1, so many things, and and I've got to hurry because there's just, I, I wanted to do a series on this one chapter because there's so many in here as we look at the name of God, Jehovah Rohi. Not the Lord was my shepherd. It's very interesting the words that David uses. He didn't say the Lord was my shepherd when I fought Goliath. Or the Lord was my shepherd when Saul was after me. As he's pinning this, the Lord is. I want you to circle. I want you to write down. I want you to remember the Lord is right now in the present tense. You know, we often look back in in our own life and we see times that God saw us through situations, but right now we're all in a panic because of the deal we're in right now. Look, the Lord is. It's not he was. The Lord is my shepherd. Worried, jerked up, in fear right now in the middle of what you're in, what you're going through, what you're dealing with, where you are right now is signifies the fact that God is continually caring for me. It's a continual caring for me. I want you to look at the next word, a personal pronoun, my. The Lord is my. God is not only interested in groups. God is not only interested in the Hebrew nation. God is not only interested in groups of people. But he's also interested in individual sheep. Jesus talked about you got 99 and one leaves, he'll go after that one. My, the Lord is my. 
You know, we often recognize God in other people's lives, and we see God in our leaders at Leaders Academy. We see God in our leaders at Teen Challenge. We see God in in my grandfather's life. We see God in my grandmother's life. But the Lord is my, my, individual my. you got to come to a place where that word is real to you. He is my shepherd. The Lord is a personal shepherd. He is a right now God. He, he, it's not he was or he had been a long time ago. Right now, still today, he's still taking care of you. It's a huge revelation that David gives us. Jehovah Rophi, ever existent, always has been, always will be shepherding, caring over your every need. You know, Psalms 23 shows us various ways that a shepherd cares for a sheep and how God cares for us in that same way. I want you to follow through with me as we go through Psalms 23. I shall not want. Your modern translations say, I have all that I need. A shepherd covers all of the needs of a sheep. John 10, 14, he is the good shepherd. Jeremiah 23, 4, God promises to provide good shepherds for his people. They shall fear no more, nor be dismayed, nor be lacking. Ezekiel 34, God explains what he expects a shepherd to do. In Ezekiel 34, he said, a shepherd is to feed the flock. A shepherd is to strengthen the weak, to heal the sick, to bind up the broken, to bring back the strays. A shepherd is to seek the lost. That's what being a shepherd means to God. John 10, 11, the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The best shepherd in history gave his life for the sheep. Just FYI, when selecting a shepherd, when selecting a God that you're going to put yourself under, probably you need to look at, is he willing to give his life for you? Before you decide which God you're going to follow, is he willing to give his life for me? If you've never been on a ranch with animals, cows, horses, sheep, pigs, chickens, you're probably not aware of the different characteristics of animals. Uh, Most here probably have never been around sheep or been on a sheep uh, ranch. Sheep, sheep have to have a shepherd all the time. It's interesting God calls us sheep. It's interesting David writes about God being a shepherd. Interesting all the correlations all the way through the Bible, Old Testament, New Testament. Interesting that Jesus talks about us being sheep, separating the sheep from the goats. It's a very interesting correlation. And I, I just want you to think about some things, and I, I've got to, I don't have time to uh, get into this. You know, when I, when I am called or referred to as sheep and, and God is a shepherd, well, I, I want to know all about sheep. I mean, you start studying. You start thinking about it. You, you start, you got to pursue. When you read stuff in the Bible, don't just read over it. you got to meditate the Word. You think about it. Now, think about this. There are lion tamers at a circus. There are elephant trainers at a circus. There are dog trainers. There are seal trainers. There are horse trainers. You will never, ever, ever see a sheep trainer at a circus sheep won't roll over on command 
They're not ever, not ever. You will never teach one to jump through a hoop. It's, it's not going to happen. They are the dumbest animal on the ranch. And they can't be taught. They must continually be led. Very interesting analogy. Isaiah 53, 6. All of us are like sheep have gone astray. So many things we can talk about. Sheep are 100% defenseless. They're an easy prey. I don't know if you've ever been around a horse, but he will kick the snot out of you. A horse will kick you so fast you can't blink your eye. I've been petting a horse on its nose, and before I could blink my eyes, and kick me with both back feet in my chest. Amazing how quick a horse can kick you. A horse can bite. I, I, I knew a person here in town got his arm bit off by a horse. Horse can bite. A horse can outrun most any animal. It's, it's amazing how fast a horse can wheel and run. I was just recently working some cattle, and I, they had given me a dog to work with. And I sick this dog on this old cow. She kept messing around and wouldn't go on, wouldn't go on. I sick that dog on this cow. This cow turned around, and I thought it was going to crush that dog. You're talking about spun around and butted that dog and got that dog down. I thought, you know, it's no wonder I don't have any trouble with coyotes around here getting my calves. That cow will eat you alive. A cow can, what they call, cow kick you. A cow doesn't kick straight out behind. A cow can kick you up to the side of her. That's what cow kicking's called. Have you ever been attacked by a chicken or a rooster? I'm not going to make you get back now. A rooster can eat your cake, buddy. You don't want to mess with no banny chicken. They can eat you alive. Here's what I'm telling you. Sheep have no defense. They don't run. They don't bite. They can't get away. They ha they're the only animal on the, on the ranch that has no defense. None. They can't do anything. They are the easiest prey of all. That's why they got to be constantly looked after. In this day and time, we don't have to have shepherds um, with them 24-7. If you've ever driven by a sheep ranch today, we've bred uh, big dogs. They look like sheep out there. If you don't look real close, you won't even see them. They're called Great Pyrenees, big, massive, white dogs that live night and day. They, just, they are out there with the sheep, and they stay out there with them. Uh, we have electric fences. We've got other ways we... We trap and, and, and remove the coyotes. I mean, well, there, there are ways that we can protect our sheep today. But here's what I'm telling you. Sheep are totally dependent. Totally. Can't do anything for themselves. You know, we think in our own life we're strong until the devil comes. And you just find out how quick you are to fall. We are sheep. And we 24-7 have to have a shepherd. Here's another thing about sheep it's very interesting they got a thick coat of wool it's very interesting sheep can't clean themselves our dog jumped up in bed the other night with terry and i get this dog away from me and she said he cleans himself he's always clean he always licks himself you know dog can clean themselves other animals i mean in the rain washes them clean other animals stay relatively clean sheep they can't clean themselves they hold debris in that wool Sweat, dirt, whatever they go through will cling to them. It's interesting. He calls us sheep. Whatever they walk through will cling to them. 
Someone has to wash them as white as snow. I've been talking to myself all day. Don't cry. Don't cry when you preach. Just preach the word. Don't cry. This is tough. You have to shear sheep and cut off the old for new to grow. Other animals can be washed by the rain, can be washed. They can lick themselves clean, but not sheep. Not sheep. Someone else has to wash them. That's why it's snow. Sheep are totally dependent. You turn a cow, a horse, a dog loose, they're going to go back home. They'll go back home. They'll find water. They will find the water source. They will find food. Sheep are totally directionless. They have to be led to water. They have to be led to green pastures. They'll stay right here and starve instead of find it. My horse or cow, they'll go find the water hole. You can set a bale of hay way out in the field somewhere and you come back the next day and it'll be gone. They found that bale of hay. That, that, but sheep are totally directionless. So when King David says, Jehovah-Rohi is my shepherd, that means a lot. That means a lot to us. He sees us like sheep. And we have to have him or we don't make it. That's the bottom line. King David writing Psalms revealing to us, we are sheep. He is the shepherd, and that revelation goes all the way through Jesus' teachings as he walked on earth. Verse 2. Ooh, i got to hurry. I'm not doing very good. He makes me lie down in green pasture. For a rancher, I always comment as we're driving down the road, I always drive down the road, and I look at my cows when we go by, and if they are laying down in a pretty sunny day, with grass all around them, you know what that tells me about them? They're full. There's plenty out in that pasture for them to eat, and they're satisfied. If they're up hunting and they're hunting, they're hungry. And I go by several days in a row, and I don't ever see them laying down, I probably better check the water source in that pasture. I better check the food source. It may be time for me to start feeding hay. They're not finding stuff to eat. But when you drive by and you see your cattle laying down, in green pastures, that means they got plenty to eat. They got plenty to drink. All of their needs are met. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Jehovah Rohi. He leads us by still waters, peaceful streams. Let me tell you something running water, swift water, is dangerous, deadly dangerous for sheep. If they slip off in that on a muddy bank, your animals will slide down in the water. All of them do. And if the water is running, and if sheep slide in that mud and they slide into swift water, they're goners. All that wool soaks up that water, and there's no way they can swim. There, you cannot get sheep by running swift water. They can't handle that like other animals do. Sheep have to have still water or it will destroy them. A good shepherd knows where to take you to drink and where to keep you staying away from. He's not trying to ruin your fun. He's not trying to ruin your weekend. 
He just knows where you need to be. He knows where you don't need to be. All that running water looks good, but let me just tell you, you better not get in that or it will take you downstream. A good shepherd understands where you need to be and where you don't need to be. So many things in life that we could talk about as we relate to sheep. Verse 3, he renews my strength, he restores my soul, he renews my strength, whatever your translation says, life will take the sap out of you. Life is mentally draining. Day in and day out, paying bills, getting to work, raising kids, meeting deadlines. Life will drain you. It's mentally draining. But whenever you put your life under the care of the good shepherd, he will renew your strength. You, you are rejuvenated under his care, Jehovah Rohi. Verse 3, he guides me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Some translation, he guides me along the right paths, bringing honor to his name. The navigational system that you have in your car will do me no good in my car. And I talk to people all the time that want to tell me, yeah, my grandfather was a preacher. Oh, Tim, my grandmother, oh, she's a praying woman. My grandmother, now nah, I'm telling you, she's prayed for me. Let me just tell you something. The navigation system in somebody else's car won't do you a bit of good. Now, I'm proud that your grandmother loves the Lord and prays for you, but that don't do you any good. You're going to have to have my shepherd. He guides me. The navigational system in somebody else's car won't help you at all. You have to have a good shepherd that guides me. He, verse 3, he guides me in the path I need to go. He guides me. Let me ask, is he guiding you? I know he's guiding your leaders at Teen Challenge. I know he's guiding your school teacher. I know he's guiding your mom. I know he's guiding your grandmother. I'm asking you, is he guiding you in your life? He leads me in the right path. Sheep are prone because they are so totally directionless. Sheep are prone to wander off. Sheep are prone to wander off and get away from the herd. And when you get outside of church, you become easy prey for the enemy. When you get away from believers, you become easy prey for the... See, we provide protection for one another. But when you wander off doing your own thing over here, unwise decision, bad choices, wrong paths that you have chosen, it makes you very easy prey for the enemy. He leads me along the right paths to take. When you are following him, you won't ever be in the wrong place. When you're not following him, you better watch out because you will take the wrong path left to yourself. Verse 4, a valley is a low place between two mountains. That's how you get a valley. If you have a valley, then you have a mountain on either side of it. Now, we all enjoy mountaintops. We all enjoy mountaintops 
Clearly, we like to have good health. We like to have good job. We got the money in our pocket, and we got a good family, and we got, I mean, we like to live on a mountain, but you can't go from mountaintop to mountaintop unless you walk through a valley. Valleys are inevitable in your life. As you travel down life, you may be on a mountaintop, but here's what you can know. You have to walk through valleys to get to the next mountaintop. Even though I walk through the valley. Here's what I want you to get a hold of. I want you to note this. Even though I do what? Walk through. I don't stay there. You don't live in the valley. Oh, I'm just going through some problems. Just pray for me. I'm going through some. You better be going through it. Not living in it. And too many people are not going through their situation. They are living in their situation. They're not passing through. See, you're just going, even though, I, yes, I walk through a valley, but even though I walk through the valley, see, I'm walking through this valley on my way to the next mountaintop. I got the next mountaintop in sight. You're not living in this valley. You're not staying here. You're not living here. We're not residing here. We're not setting up camp. Dark valley. Dark valley. At night is when the wolves come out. And there's reason to fear. There's reason to fear. But a shepherd with his rod and his staff will bring comfort to you knowing that I'm surrounded by wolves right now. I'm in a valley right now. It's dark, and I'm surrounded by an enemy. But here's what I know. I great great comfort because he's with me. He will get me through this valley time in my life. If you're here right now and you're going through a valley time, you can find comfort in knowing he's right there with you. He hadn't left you to find your own way through that valley. His rod and his staff, they comfort you. Your job is to keep walking through. Verse 5 addresses our physical needs. A feast to eat right here in the presence of my enemies. You know, the Bible is very clear. The enemies are all around us. We live in enemies. We go through valleys. I don't know why we get the idea, well, God, where were you? I've been going to church, and how would you let this happen to me? Well, God, why did this happen to me? Well, why did this happen to her? Well, why did this? We live in a fallen world, and valleys are a part of going through life. It's where we are, but he will, in the presence of difficulties, in the presence of enemies, in the presence of situations that are trying to destroy me, there's a feast. There is a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. He talks about anointing head with oil. Sheep look in the thickets, and they get in the thickets, and they get in the briars, and, and, and the shepherd is always pulling the sheep out of briars. And, and when their heads get cut up, he anoints their head with oil. It soothes them. It keeps the flies and the infection off of them. See, he cares for your cuts and your scrapes that daily life brings. He will anoint your cuts and your scrapes and your bumps and your owies and your bruises that you experience as you go through the day trying to make a living, trying to provide food for yourself. You're going to get cuts and scrapes and bruises. He anoints you with oil. My cup overflows there is an abundance for you to enjoy in life. Verse 6. Surely. Surely. That doesn't mean surely. That means surely. It's sure going to happen. It's surely going to happen. Goodness 
an unfailing love will pursue me, will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The problem is we don't dwell in the house of the Lord forever. We visit him occasionally on Sunday when we get around to it. And if you are an occasional visitor with the Lord, then you can know he's not your shepherd. Because a shepherd is 24-7, always tending to you, always leading you, always guiding you. The question is, is he your shepherd or are you an occasional visitor with the Lord? See these names of God. Show us what God will do in our life. And this is what Jehovah Rohi will do for you. Oh, God's not a ominous being way off, out of touch, out of reach. God, where are you? God, if you're up there, if I even, God, if you're even real, where are you? If you're even, he's your shepherd. He always has been, he always will be, and he's always around you. He's always there leading and guiding and taking care of you, taking care of your cuts and your scrapes and your bruises. There are two words in verse 1 that I want to end with. Those words, is and my. Is he your shepherd? Not your moms, not your grandmoms, not your pastors, not your youth pastors, not your... Is he your shepherd? Is. He is. The Lord is my, right now, right now, right today, my shepherd. You know, today you may be here and you may know God. You may know God. You may be a regular attender of church. But you can't say is and my. Yeah, you go to church, but you're doing your own thing. You're wandering off on your own. You can't say is and my and refer to him as your shepherd. You can't say that because you've never submitted to him as sheep. He can't be your shepherd unless you are his sheep. See, we always want him to be our shepherd, but I don't want to be submitted to him as a sheep. So I'm going to do my own thing. I'm doing my, I'm this, and I want to go here, and I want to act like this, and I want to do this, and I want to have this, and I'm going to go here. And here's what I'm going to do. But now when I get myself in a real crack, oh, God, where are you? When the blue lights are flashing behind me, oh, God, where are you? See, here's the deal. He'll be your shepherd if you'll submit to him as his sheep. Allow Jehovah-Rohi to guide your life. I want to take some time, and I want to give you an opportunity right now. Maybe you know God. You've known God your whole life. Your grandmother used to tell you about God. I've been hearing about God my whole life. My grandmother used to read the Bible to me. Well, that's all wonderful, but right now I want you to meet Jehovah-Rohi. I want him to be your shepherd. You know, it's no help for you to know that God is a shepherd if he's not your shepherd. It's of no benefit. Right now, I want to give you an opportunity to make him your shepherd. Bow your head with me. Father God, tonight there are those maybe here that they know you, but they've never submitted to you as their shepherd. Tonight, Lord, as we bow our head, 
Take inventory of your life right now and ask yourself, is he my shepherd? If he's not your shepherd, submit yourself to him as one of his sheep. God, right now, I'm tired of striving. I'm tired of butting my head against the wall. I'm tired of getting right and messing up and getting right and messing up and getting right and messing up. I'm tired of it. I'm sick of this old life. And Lord, tonight I want to die to myself. I want you to shear me. I want you to wash me white as snow. I want you to shear all the old nasty debris off of me. And Lord, I want to put myself as one of the sheep in your pasture. Lord, tonight as I leave here, I want to be able to say, the Lord, He is my shepherd. Father God, tonight, thank you for saving me. Thank you for dying for me. But Lord, tonight, I let your rod and your staff comfort me, and I let you guide me. I let you direct me, and I let you lead me is I put my trust and my confidence in you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Y'all stand with me. Father God, tonight we give you thanks for your word. Thank you, Lord, for revealing who you are to us. Thank you, Lord, that your word reveals your characteristics and your nature to us. Lord, tonight as we leave here, this is not just merely a sermon, and it's not merely a night in church, and it's not merely head knowledge, but we leave here having an encounter with you, making you our own personal lifelong shepherd. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us each week for the CMC podcast. CMC has so much to offer. We host summer camps for all ages, a Christian school K-4 through 12th grade, youth conferences, a college-age internship, and much more. Go to cmchurch.com for more information about all the great things CMC has for you. 